listening to the Poster Boy Podcast. Our mission is to help young entrepreneurs in small town America start, grow, and manage 21st century businesses. Are you ready? Let's get started. Hey, this is Chad. Hey, and this is Drew. Today we have another quote. Chad, what's that quote for today? All right. Our quote today is the true entrepreneur is a doer, not a dreamer by Nolan Bushnell. Man, what a painful quote to read. And I'm, <laughs> I know we're, we're going to ask you, Chad, what this means to you, but let, let someone who's had nothing but dreams for such a long time <laughs> tell you what this quote feels like please please it, tell us you know it's it's painful but it's one of those things where you almost you don't you don't recognize the difference until you've actually been a doer so i i started my entrepreneurial journey when i was 18 years old in a small town in texas when i had an idea of filling fulfilling a need in the market which was there were no bookstores. And this was back in 2008. At the same time, also, me and my buddies were a bunch of uh, you know, geeks and nerds. And we, we were the kids that played Halo all day and LAN parties. And so we thought, my goodness, wouldn't it be an awesome idea if there was a coffee shop slash bookstore slash place where you can go play computer games? And it was this idea that me and my buddies, you know, like we would just sit, stay up all night. We would come up with big ideas for our brand new coffee shop, LAN party, bookstore. And we even actually toured some businesses, um, some, some real estate in the area to look at this. And you know what? This was that fun thing that we dreamed about every single night, but we never actually did anything about it. Because to us, this was just a fun dream. And ever since then, my goodness, how many times had I worked at a company and thought, man, I could make this better and I would dream about making it better. And you know what? Nothing ever happened from it. And then one day, Someone said to me, why don't you just do it? And my lean lifestyle said I could probably take a hit and I quit my job. And I said, I'm just going to do something like I'm going to stop saying I'm going to do it and I'm just going to do it. And a year later, no more paychecks for me. I know the difference <laughs> between a doer and a dreamer. And it, it is significant. So, Chad, tell me, what does this quote mean to you? Wow, man, Drew, it's uh, it's it's so fun to hear that from you because I know where you are today and how far you've come. And yeah, I think for me, it has it, it's different. I grew up in a small town in Missouri. I feel like even my dreaming was restricted just from my lack of exposure. So I didn't even know how to dream big. And I remember the first time I visited Chicago, I was 13 years old. And I remember going, obviously I went back there and I went to college. And now I, you know, I reside here part of the year. And I remember being downtown with a friend of mine and we had gone downtown. We, I was probably in college, maybe a little bit after. And we had, we were sitting downtown in Millennium Park and we looked up and there's this huge thing of buildings. I said, you know, man, if you had told us when we were kids to dream as big as we could, the biggest place in the entire world, we couldn't even come close to this. It was, uh, it's, it's just such an eye-opening thing. And then, th so that for me was like what it meant to, to be such a dreamer at a young age. Like I didn't even know how to dream. And so when it came to business, I had no idea. I would have never, you know, dreaming about business was different for me. And what I have today, I could have never even imagined what we do today. You know, I mean, 
I, I remember being fascinated by my dad. I don't know if I've ever told you this, Drew, but he had a he had a salvage shop, like a um, you know what those are, like a junkyard. Yeah. So I was always fascinated because he had a, a business and it, it, it went under. He had a detail shop. It also went under. Um, it, you know, a lot of reasons for that. But him, my my parents were divorced, and it was a part of the divorce, and it just it ended poorly. But I remember asking my dad all the time whenever I'd gone away to college and had this idea of starting a business and. He used to tell me that uh, the most money he ever did in one month in gross sales was $30,000. It was $1,000 a day. And I can remember dreaming about doing $30,000 a day or $30,000 in a, you know, in a month and thinking it was so far away. But then I realized that to do $30,000, it was a very simple action plan or being a doer. So if you do something and it makes you $1,000, how can you duplicate that five times and make it to $5,000? And whether it's on a day, a month, a week, whatever it was, and then how can you duplicate that to make it $50,000? And then how do you duplicate that to make it $500,000 in a month? So when I started dreaming that way and thinking that way, I had a professor in college who was a really cl- actually still a friend of mine to this day. And he had told me the biggest month he'd ever had in his company was $90,000 in one month. And I remember leaving school and I said, you know, I'm, I'm going to do more than that in sales in one month and I will notify you when it happens. But I want you to know that I'm not dreaming about this anymore. I am now, I understand how it works. And the minute you become a doer, everything changes. And it's simple doing. It's not even, it's not even running a business doing. It's like deciding you're going to clean the side of your house and then doing it. It's imagining what life would be like having new floors and then just doing it. You know, Nike, Nike, they were onto something with yeah. that slogan. Just do it. <laughs> they, <You> know? <laughs> they were, they, they were, you know, you know, let, let me just say, let me say something uh, a, a bit, almost al- alternate reality. Okay. Okay. Like let's, let's imagine we live in a world where it's just expected that when you leave school, if there is such a thing as school in this reality, that you you start an enterprise and you invest money and you negotiate and you deal and you're solving global challenges, right? Like everyone starts a business or everyone works in a, in a everyone owns a business, right? Imagine in this alternate reality, what someone might feel like if they dreamed of having a job. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like one day... I hope and pray that I will have a job and that I can be a mid-level manager at a corporation. I so desperately dream of that. And you know what? It's just my dream to one day be a supervisor. I know that this alternate reality sounds so weird and interesting, but I'm I'm just like, I'm struck so powerfully just coming from my perspective, how how sometimes dreaming feels so, it's so compelling. It's like, you know, I heard years ago that you don't tell someone what you want to do because if you if you say it out loud, it it gives you that false sense of accomplishment. You don't tell people you're going to do things, you just do them. And so I I I worked very hard, you know, like that's something I've intentionally tried to do is just stop saying I'm going to do something and just do it. But it it's easy to dream and to fantasize and then at the conclusion of your fantasy or your dream, you you felt that sense of, "Oh, I've I've done it." But you've never actually done it. You didn't sit down and start doing it. But it, it's so natural for us to say, well, I mean, after high school, I'm going to go to college and I'm going to get a part-time job. And then 
you know, I may be an architect, a doctor, a scuba diver, or I may just get a job. I may wait tables. I may do nothing with my life. But these are things that are just doing is going to happen to you, but you're going to be doing something, right? And for those dreams we have, for us who felt compelled to be entrepreneurs or to start something or to just not be in a company or not wait tables, doing is something that maybe from this this statement comes a question, does doing does it come naturally to people? Is it is it an absence of knowing what to do, or is it a, is it laziness, or just not being a person who just does things? I I think there are probably studies done about this that we could probably, with one Google search, find a lot of studies that have studied people and you know people that are doers versus people that aren't doers and why. Because I think there are so many reasons why. I think there are insecurities. I think. You have circumstances from the way you were brought up and things that you're taught. You know, so, so many things are the result of how we were raised. And, you know, you talked about this, this world, right, where everyone started a business. And the first thing I thought of were our ancestors. Everyone was an entrepreneur. And I think that, unfortunately, some people didn't succeed. And that's where jobs came in. Some, some really thrived and others didn't. And I think that then people started gravitating towards the ones that did. And then before you know it, they were controlling a lot of things, you know, but when you, when you figure out how simple it is to be a doer, I mean, honestly, Drew, if you think about like, I I think about our travel, you know, like we travel for the winter and for us today, it's just so second nature because the first time was really hard because you're like, oh man, what are we going to do for work? How's it going to work out? How are we Going to, you know, the first, well, first time we ever did it, we went to a foreign country. How are we going to speak the language? How are we going to get around? What happens if we need a hospital? And, you know, all these things that, in all honesty, they were kind of irrelevant. But even in the business world, so many people are like, oh, we're going to do this, or I, I want to start that, or I want to do this. And it's like, well, it's, it's not as hard as you think. You know, I have a, a really close friend of mine, and he is into snakes. And breeding snakes, okay? And like, I don't know how much you know about the reptile reptile world. None, nothing. Okay, so they have like this, they crossbreed and different genes and all sorts of stuff. And they make these like wild, exotic looking snakes. Okay, it's amazing. And uh, so he and I, recently we've been talking and he, he, just like you were talking about, has a corporate job and really doesn't love the job. And really has always wanted to do snakes, but he's like, you know, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how it would work. And everyone always goes to one thing and it's almost unanimous. Every person that's worried about starting a company is worried about insurance. Like I cannot tell you the number of people that have said to me, well, I got to have insurance. And it's like, I, I promise you, you can find insurance from the marketplace, from there are so many places you can find it. Now, look, in the beginning, you might have what what I had at first, which we called an oh shit policy that had like a $15,000 deductible, you know, but <laughs> it's like, God forbid something does go down. At least I have that, you know, and that's your maximum. But I think there's so many, so many things that keep people away from doing it. But dreaming, uh, I don't know, um, Drew, how familiar you are with The Secret. And one of the things that she talks about is how you can speak things into existence, okay? And she believes in energy and the universe and how the universe will provide you for exactly what you're asking for. And so she says that a lot of times people don't understand what they're asking. Like, for example, if they say, man, if I could just get out of debt, what they're telling the universe is that they're always in debt. And so therefore, the universe is providing 
that exact reality. If they're saying, if I could just be happy, if I could just find a good guy, they're Mm -hmm. saying that you will always be looking for a good guy. You will never have a good guy. Okay, you have to learn how to ask the universe for the right things. And then you have to be willing to go after it. To me, I think there's a lot of power in the universe in what you want and things happening. Yeah, no, I, I think it's I think it's incredibly powerful because it's it's mindset and it's intention. Definitely agree. And I think it actually something that you had said at the beginning of this podcast when you said that you stopped saying you were going to do things and you just started doing them. And I think there is a world where you need both. I think it's okay to tell people you're going to do something as long as you deliver. And I think that that's something that I focus really hard on is, and for the most part, under promising and over delivering. And, you know, it goes back to, I mean, Drew, everything that we work on, we want to do the best, but we also are very selective in where we invest our time. Because oh, if, yes. if you are only going to give 100% to everything you do, you can only give 100% to very, very, well, I, and technically only to one thing. But, you know, you can you can only divide up your time so much before it's so thin that you're not doing anything well. One of a hundred ways to look at it. But, I, you know, Brittany, uh, the designer who worked on the Poster Boy website, uh, she's a long, long time friend of mine. I was chatting with her earlier today and, you know, she was talking about how this, you know, COVID-19 has given her so much opportunity to do so many things, but she's just overwhelmed. She's overwhelmed. Right. Like with so many side projects. And I, I said something that maybe maybe was a bit counterintuitive, but I, I told her if if this is something that you're not willing to put 100 percent into it, abandon it, put it, put it on a notepad and save it for another year. Yeah, because if you've got too many dreams that are too disparate, they're not connected to what you're just saying, then, you know, like you you want to focus 100 percent on something you, you can't. Like, and I think you said this, like one of the first podcasts. You know, like if you've got option A and you've got a backup plan, well, really, it sounds like you want to do your backup, which is why you haven't abandoned it yet. So I, I told her, I said, if you've got, you know, if you've got 10 amazing ideas right now and there's not one that steps out, then abandon all of them or pick one and, and shut the drawer on the other nine ideas because you're never going to do nine things successfully at once. Well, one of the books that is recommended in The Poster Boy is a book called Getting Things Done by David Allen. And in in Getting Things Done, David Allen talks about having what he calls a someday maybe drawer. Okay, so he the book is great. Highly recommend reading it. I won't go too much detail into it. But basically, he teaches you how to become a doer. Okay, and I think that reading his book was one of the most influential things in my life because Mm. it helped me understand how your brain needs to react to things like water. So if you ever think about like a, a, a clear, like very, very, like no waves, nothing, just gla- like looks like glass, like a water, you know, lake looks like water. You drop a rock in it, it ripples, it disperses evenly, and it goes right back to calmness very quickly. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and that's how your brain should work. And he says that part of the problem with people is that we try to keep too much stuff in our brain. And that's not what it's meant towards. It's not, it's not meant to be a storage cabinet. He has yeah. this system of you have this thing where so and I even I use it for everything, Drew. I don't know how much we've ever talked about this, but I use it for everything. And so I have I use one note on my computer and I have it set up where you literally start out and you have a quick notes. And so anytime th- anytime I think about anything, I have it on my phone, I have it in my computer, I have it on my iPad, 
And I literally, if I have an idea, I just drop it on my quick notes and I just leave it there. Because what's happened is I feel comfortable knowing that I wrote the idea down somewhere that I will find it and I will be able to apply it somewhere. So I never have to think about it again. I don't have to remember it and I can use all of my energy focusing on what I want to focus on. So if you have a system that can account for all of your thoughts and it can account for all of the things that you need to do and you can appropriate, you know, do it appropriately. So like for me, a prime example, and Drew, I, for everyone out there that you guys don't know about Drew, Drew is meticulously organized and I envy his calendar system. Uh, but mine is very, very different. So for me, I have a folder that says calls. So I do, I do quite a bit of driving and traveling. And so what I will do is if, let's say I'm thinking of a friend that I haven't talked to in a while, let's say I'm thinking about Drew and we haven't spoken a week or two, I'll put Drew in my calls and then I'll put a few things down that I've been thinking about when I was thinking about Drew. And anytime I think about Drew and I'm going to call him and I don't have enough time, I'll go to my calls, I'll go to my Drew and I'll put it down. And this way, whenever I'm driving, I can call you and I have it, okay? So what this helped me do was build an accountability system for my brain. And it took everything away. So every time I work on anything, I can give everything I have for that amount of time because anything else that I need to think about has already been accounted for in my someday maybe file. Like right now, actually, Drew, I'll just, I'll I'll give you something kind of funny. Like I have a someday maybe file and it says, I want to build hockey socks that go from the knees, okay? I want to have an entrepreneur starter kit Okay, uh, maybe one day we will want to sell team bibs like for little babies, for little kids. Uh, Maybe we want to sell custom beach towels. Okay, maybe we want to host a convention for tournament directors that educate them on how to run the best events from all of the knowledge that we have. So this is a someday maybe file that's on my computer right now. Okay, and I keep a I keep a thing for our elf games, the book that we're working on. I have one for the poster boy. I have one for everything. So anything that comes up, I organize it and it's meticulous and it helps me get things done. So then I no longer dream. I now have an action plan for my dreams, which it automatically turns them into reality, no matter what it is. Yes. Hope that wasn't too much. No, no. That, you know, what you're talking about is a system and, you know, going, going into this particular podcast, thinking about this quote to me, it was very, it's like, it's an emotional topic. You know, it's, uh, it's because, you know, again, you know, I, I, I am the victim of the dreamer mindset, (laughs) but the way, the way you just described that in the the system I use, it, it is about systems and to go even further, it's about you know, like, um, you know, like I, I recall going into my son's, uh, first grade, going into school for his first grade year on the, on the side of the wall, there was this, there was a simple word. It said integrity, right? Like the word integrity, we all know what it means. We all, but we don't think about it. Right. Because it's just something that, you know, oh, I, I have integrity, you know, but for a child seeing that one word, like that was the most important word. What that's the word they're going to learn that year and maybe the next year, you know, it's the thing that they don't think about because it's who they are. Right. And yeah. if you think about systems and systems you build to manage time, your, your system, Chad, it's different than my system, but it's a system. And that word integrity, I applied here because if you, if you think, if you have only one thing that characterizes you, if you're going to follow a system, it's not giving up on yourself or maybe said another way, it's if it's in the system, then you're going to do it. No questions asked. You will follow your system. You will not break your system. And 
if you create a system that's unbreakable, then you're going to eventually do things where your system is its folders and categories of things that will be done. My system is a calendar of things that require intense focus. I, I use what's called block scheduling. And I'm actually looking at my calendar right now. And I have uh, 25 or 55 minute increments of things to be done tomorrow that I guarantee you every single things, every single one of those things will be done at the exact time that I said they will be done. And they'll be done with, with intense focus. And the reason that right now I'm not stressing about it and I'm not worried, oh, what am I forgetting? Or man, I hope someday, one day, maybe, is because I already said I'm going to do it and I'm going to do it. And that, this is the system that I developed years ago. And I will tell you, Chad, the byproduct of this system is something that I've heard many times from many people that I, I put some significance and importance on that, Drew, you do what you say you're going to do. And that is, it is, I would love to say that's a byproduct of good moral character. Uh, the reality is it's the byproduct of a really good system that I don't break. Well, I think this is, I think that's outstanding. I agree with that. I think you absolutely do everything you say you're going to. And I'm sure that you have a spot in your system for things that you think about that you might want to do in the future that just oh, don't yeah. make any sense right now, you know, and we do. But I think something really cool to correlate this and maybe to tie it all together, Drew, is that this system, and, I, and I'll use mine, for example, is, is exactly how a business is born. Okay, so you start out, let's just say hypothetically, we're building a web company. Okay, like we're going to do web development. So we have to do a few things. Number one, we have to be really good at coding uh, or finding coders, whatever. Number two, we have to have work. Okay, and, you know, there's, there's this whole process that we have to do. So maybe I won't get into too much detail because I start thinking about it and there's a lot. But it, it, at the same time, for me, let's use events. If I, if I want to work in an event, I have to book an event. So to book an event, I have to work an event. I have to have products. To have products, I have to have custom design things. And at one time, I would do all of those things. Okay, my schedule looked like okay from eight to nine a.m. I'm just going to call events. So and then the last hour of my day to tie it into the first hour is I would research who I was going to call the next morning, and then the next hour of the day I would print and ship orders from the previous event. Okay, then the next hour I would um, work on new templates, and then the next hour I would go pick up frames or whatever. I would order paper, supplies, or I would research new printers or whatever. And so then over time, as I became busier and busier, now part of my business full-time is booking events. Now part of my business full-time is arranging supplies. Part of my business full-time is product development and automation. You see what I'm saying? How these systems, all they've done is if you have a good system, you just scale it. And as you get too big for yourself, you put a person into that piece of the puzzle and it just continues to go. Yeah. And that becomes the system of your business. Uh, that is such a, that is such a great transition. So, so let, let's, let's take that thread a bit further, right? So these systems embody us as individuals. And then these systems, as you described, it's, it's a way of building a culture or scaling a business. How does someone start a system or maybe, I don't, know, I, don't, I don't know, I don't think I have the answer right now. Like, how, how do we take someone who doesn't have systems and be the kind of person that starts with a system of doing? Do you have any okay, ideas? Or so I, I do, Drew, but I, I, I will never take the credit for this. I think that we should, in all honesty, encourage the book getting things done. I think that that system is as efficient 
as I've ever seen. I've seen a lot of them. And look, it doesn't mean that all parts stick, okay? Because for me, he uses note cards for things and, I, and I've adapted it to be my own. But at the same time, it was yeah. a great foundation. I think we all have iPhones now instead of yeah, cards, yeah. I'm pretty right? sure. You know, I, listen, he has the digital version, and 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 he stays up to date. But he's outstanding, and he teaches Fortune 500 CEOs. And you know, I think if you're going to again, if you want to learn anything, you want to learn from the best. Okay, and I consider him to be the holy grail of organization. And in all honesty, I would say a lot of other really big names that we're all familiar with agree with that. And they, they, you know, recommend him and his system because it's so organized. It's so meticulous. And when you follow it, you never lose anything. I mean, you know, Drew, I don't know about uh, you or what you think about my systems, but I think for the most part, I never lose things. And, you know, we always, if we have something to talk about, we have notes and we have them collected. And it's the reason that we, we have a very efficient use of our time. You know, I, even though I haven't read that resource, just knowing you and how you manage your time, you know, this CEO owner of a business that has many new verticals and offerings that, you know, that's not something that people who are just getting started out maybe could do. Your your system of organization in this book, at the base level, having a system, something that you, it, it just becomes you and it is you and that's how you work. You know, reading that book seems like obviously a good first step. You know, if you don't have that book in front of you, doing is something or being a doer is something where it isn't natural and it, it will come to you eventually. Maybe it starts with just setting a good first step. Like think think about Chad, how we started this podcast, uh, my goodness, seven or eight months ago. We said, all right, we're going to do a podcast. And we penciled it in. I put it on my calendar to research podcasting software. You took the time to start coming up with some podcast concepts and some quotes. We put it on the calendar. I mean, every single time we met, it was on a calendar. For, for those out there who are looking for a system, pick up this book. Start categorizing things that you'll be doing. I would imagine, you know, if, if you're, you know, like if you're in school these days, I, I hope you have a system, right? Like how do you stay organized and, and do your homework? Or if you're in college, right? People in college and school are easy because people tell you to show up at a specific time. Your system maybe says something like once a week, every week for one hour, you will reevaluate some of those things, some of those steps in the process to actually not, I'm not going to say the word start your business. I'm going to say contribute to the business that you've already started, right? Like if, if, you're, if, you're, if your dream or goal is to start a business and it's in a coffee shop or it's, um, it's an online business, it's an e-commerce business, the moment you do that first thing, you're already starting. You're taking the first step. You're already there. You just have to keep going and keep scheduling or categorizing the things that it takes to actually do the business rather than dream about it constantly. And you got to keep that momentum up and you got to not break that promise to yourself, not break the system that you just started. And Drew, one thing too, I think it's very important to mention before we cut out is it's also important to look at who you're around. Uh, you're ever, the people you, you know, I, I, we've heard it and we've said it on this podcast many times, but you are the sum of the people you spend the most time with. And it's important to surround yourself with people that get things done because it will make a far greater use of your time and it will allow for more freedom at different stages of your life if you're willing to commit the time now and put in the hard work and commit to a system. I mean, look, any system can work. It's like any business can work. You know, I'm not sure if we've ever talked about this, Drew, but I had a professor who said in college, and it was like one of those eye-opening moments for me when he said, Chad, anything can work. People sell air, dirt, and water for a living, all of which are abundant and free. 
<laughs> and oh, the minute amazing. he said that, it was like the only difference in ideas that have succeeded and that haven't succeeded are the amount of time and energy put into them and the amount of forward thinking and planning. And so if you are a person who is willing to build a system for yourself, create, you know, good habits and basically build habits of being a doer and it's OK to dream, but pencil that into your schedule. <laughs> you yeah, know? Yeah, exactly. Um, my goodness, I felt like you were you were reading my my pod notes today on the the, the thing I was going to say was exactly what you said. Like, oh, if, really? if, if, you, if you're not if you don't. Like you, you're you're dreaming, or you know, even goodness, considering COVID nineteen, you're out of a job right now. Maybe you have skills that you you bring from your company. Maybe you saw where your company failed. You think you can innovate that because you have that that tacit industry specific knowledge. I my my recommendation was go out and meet people. Pencil in schedule plan. Do his chat. You know, put Drew. You know, gonna talk to Drew at some point. Put these in your your to do list to do now and just talk to people because meeting you, Chad, was quite life-changing for me and for my business. Going out and finding people to talk to, you know what, maybe it doesn't to you seem like, you know, quote unquote, starting a business or being an entrepreneur. But when you talk to other entrepreneurs, like it changes the way you think. If you've if you've been in corporate America or been waiting tables for the last five to 10 to 20 years, you think like an employee. You think like someone who waits tables, but the, the, the systems aren't something that employees typically have. Systems are things that people who, who want to achieve big things, that's what they have. <laughs> All right. Well, let's wrap it up and we can, we can head into next week's quote is, you have everything you need to build something far bigger than yourself. This has been another episode of the Poster Boy Podcast. Brought to you by utproducts.com. Find and follow us wherever you get your podcasts. Visit us at theposterboybook.com to grab your copy of the book.